0: check one what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of up all night i'm your host bobby knight and we're going to be reviewing season two episode two of for the love of dills and i can't wait stuff's going to start getting real good people are going to start getting into the house start leaving the house i think we'll see uh last episode left off um with looters and daniel kind of arguing about the well not arguing looters telling daniel to wear these silk pjs daniel saying don't tell me what to do PJ gate came up a couple more times. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. But I'm like, still, I want the PJs to be their own character, their own contestant on the show. I want to see the PJs sitting there talking about stuff. Still, I'm telling Luda, send me those. Send me them. I'll wear them. For real. And um, of course, Aaron and Nick were fighting over their daddy. And um, Nick was saying, you know, leave it alone. It's mine. And Aaron was saying, this is a game about playing the field and finding out who you have a real connection with. And uh, I feel like, for me, I thought, find somebody that you connect with and work together with them, because it is still a game of strategy, work together with them to make it to the end. But I see, like, Aaron's side of it is more like, who knows, you gotta date everybody to taste all the pies to see which pie you like the best. But uh, yeah, I I mean, I see both sides of it, and I know how it feels to have somebody trying to take it away from you, take your daddy or take your himbo away. So uh, yeah, let's get right into this episode with my favorite part, of course, the theme song. (laughs) Love it. So the episode starts and Stormy's outside sunbathing. I hope she's wearing sunscreen because you really should be wearing sunscreen at all times. And there's another daddy coming into the house. And when he walked in, I'm going to show you a little picture of him in a second. When he walked in, if I was one of the daddies and I saw this man walk in this fine ass man, I would have been like, well, I lose. He is fine as hell. So let's go ahead and meet the new daddy. His name is Edwin or he goes by Dr. Ed because he is in fact an actual real life doctor. Hello, y'all, my name is Edwin. Most call me Ed, some call me Dr. Ed, others call me Daddy. And let me tell you, for the audio listeners, this Daddy man is fine. Leadership. Well, I have a PhD in objectification, so let's see the goods, Doc. Okay. Yeah. Now. My goodness. Jeez. He is sexy as hell. You say He's a doctor and I don't, I don't know what, because I, I just saw his body. I think he said proctologist, I hope. And uh, he is fine as hell. So he goes and sits down and talks with Stormy about um, coming to the house and she says that he gets the opportunity to pick one of the himbos to take on a date with him. And then Stormy shows him this book of pictures of the himbos. And I had heard about this on my season, they picked from photos, but I never saw the photos that they took of, uh, of us because I think they just used the pictures that we had either sent in with our auditions or whatever. But this time it seems that they have them stand against the wall and, and, and where the mirrors are, I know the hallway, and took like mug shots of them, which that sent me right there. And uh, he gets to pick from this book of mug shots of the himbos and um, he goes through like Tinder, like, nope, nope, yep, he doesn't want Aaron, he doesn't want gay Jesus. Um, he sees that, the, that they're twins and he says no, he's not into that, he thinks it's weird because he himself is also a twin, so he thinks... It's weird to go on a dating show. It's not like they're going to date each other. But, I mean, I get it. What if they do, yeah, what if they do make out with the same guy? (laughs) That's where I draw the line, imagine, of all the shit I've done. Um, But, yeah, he says that he doesn't, uh, he's not into the twins. And uh, he makes his pick out of the book. And then Stormy brings him uh, out to meet all the himbos in the kitchen. And the looks on their faces when they saw this fine man walk in, so now you know we couldn't get through an episode without an iconic line from one of the twins, and when Doctor Ed walks in, one of my favorite scenes in the episode happens. Here, take a listen. This is this has got to be the best part. Oh wow, he looks good. Nice caramel smooth skin. I was thinking like there was something going on with looters. I was like, he goes, hey, "Oh wow." <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so he ends up announcing that he picked Rico to go on a date with. And as we all know uh, from watching the first episode, Rico and Nigel are pretty locked in. And they feel like that's that. They're not going to try it with anybody else. They're just going to blinders on, try to win this thing together. But that's not how it works here. You can't say no. Well, I guess he could have said no, right? But he goes on the date with him anyways. And um, I just think that... <laughs> I still can't get over. Oh, wow. It's just so good. It's so good. So, uh, yeah, he announces that he's going to go on a date with Rico. And uh, I can already hear the whistles coming out of Nigel's ears because of how angry he's going to be when he hears this news. So Dr. Ed and Rico um, go on their date, which is just them cooking in the kitchen. And uh, I like that they didn't get an extravagant surprise for a date because neither did i (laughs) but anyways they're cooking in the kitchen together and here's something that i would play i mean shit doesn't make me sound like an asshole so i would lie about certain things if it's going to help you stay in the game longer um because i mean after the show's over you can tell the truth right like don't say you can't cook nobody wants somebody who can't cook don't say so (laughs) dr ed says he can't cook rico's like what so i'm supposed to just sit around and cook for you and um it's just look it he doesn't know how. (laughs) so he's like what i'm supposed to cook for you but also quick side note dr ed um sounds like mike tyson and i love that (laughs) so i i don't think that someone not being able to cook would be a deal breaker for me unless of course they thought i was going to be sitting around cooking all their meals for them in which case absolutely but like I said, yeah, I would. Uh, I think that I would be like, Meh. I can cook. I cook. I clean. I build houses. What do you need? Like, because he just he's new in the house and he doesn't know that what's gonna happen if they they could vote him out the first night. So I guess there's some strategy to it. But I mean, maybe some people are just honest all the time. <laughs> Never tried it. <laughs> so basically, Rico just ends up telling Doctor Ed that he's with Nigel. That's that. And uh, he also says something which I thought was pretty ballsy. He says, uh, We're the strongest couple in the house. That would put a huge target on you because, again, like, this is only the second season of the show. And obviously, there's going to be twists and turns. You don't know how voting's going to work, how elimination's going to work. So, to say I'm the strongest in the house, if I was new coming into the house and I knew that and then had any opportunity to take either of them out, I absolutely would, like, straight away. So, the daddies come downstairs to meet Dr. Ed. And Nigel, of course, seems thrilled. <laughs> This is the look on his face, girl. <laughs> he has had it. He is looking him up and down. He's like, nope, absolutely not. No, no, no. But what he doesn't know, which is kind of cute though, is that like Rico was already was just like, you know, you're really cool, but like I I match with this guy. I'm feeling him. That's that. So I mean, he doesn't really have any reason to be angry. It's like the guy came in and picked because he was supposed to. And I think once he finds out, maybe they'll talk and he'll tell him that he uh, Rico will tell him that he picked him basically over dr ed which that would make me feel great because dr ed is gorgeous but that look i want that on a t-shirt i want this i want nigel's face right here on a t-shirt for sure and now we're all in the living room all the himbos and daddies with stormy and we're about to play a game and these games are wild on here um i remember on my season we had to play a game and it was like uh, facts about yourself and it was like three facts about yourself, and one of them was like the Tokyo said was like i would never been to Statue of Liberty or something like that. But then one of his things was I'm a people person, but like that's not a fact. That's what you think about yourself. And we lost. I'm a I was a sore loser. But I'm like that wasn't a fact. That's just what he thinks about himself. But anyways, they get to play a game, and this game's actually pretty cool. It's all uh, it's like trivia slash different slang and stuff from both generations to see uh, who knows the most. So um, (laughs) Nick in his confessional goes, uh, when was the last time I read a book? And I'm not sure, because I've never met him in person, so I don't know if he's just playing uh, like a ditzy person or if he really is. (laughs) But uh, the winning team gets to pick their dates first. So if the Himbos win, each of the Himbos gets to pick a daddy. If the daddies win, the daddies get to pick down the line. So Stormy asks the first... Uh, question, and uh, basically, these first couple are like slang, and uh, this one is sending you. And uh, <laughs> the uh, options to pick were shock and anger, or amusement and laughter. And uh, it's amusement and laughter. I knew that one. Uh, the next one was she ate, and A left no crumbs, or B now is full. And it's obviously A left no crumbs. Uh, Next one up, a live gaming site. I knew that right away, Twitch. I learned about that during the pandemic, didn't we all? Some of us had to survive being morons on Twitch for months. (laughs) This next one, I probably would've got wrong. It's what kind of wrench do you need to fix a flat tire or change a tire and it was a lug? No idea, never did that on my own. I call a guy to do that. And uh, next question up was wide leg 90s jeans. And before I saw the two options, I thought it was like flares or bell bottoms. Uh, but the options were Jinko and diesel. The correct answer was Jinko. I remember my Jinko jeans. I think I still actually might have my Jinko jeans somewhere. I' just see if I do. Those things are a mess. remember the bottoms of those we get all frayed and gross um, next up was uh, about mortgages like which is of the two is an option 30 year fixed or' 10 optional. I only knew the answer to this one was 30 year fixed because I for some reason constantly get like targeted ads for mortgages probably because I'm old. And then uh, they asked Nick, Nick's like, I don't know what a mortgage is. What do you think? I'm an accountant. And uh, they ask him what he thinks a mortgage is. And he uh, is correct. It's like putting money towards a house. So, he you knew. I think he's just playing around. This next one, legislation branch, uh, house, or judiciary. I, I wouldn't have known that. I, w- I would have just guessed uh, answer was house. Uh, next one is living in their head, A, rent free or B, like a little mouse. I want it to be B, like a little mouse. But it is, in fact, A, rent-free. God, I wish it was like a little mouse. How much fun would that be to say to people? Uh, Then the next one is, what does it mean to, uh, what's the word to throw with force or excitement? Uh, A, yeet, or B, yassify. It is yeet. And at this point, the score is now 5 to 4. The himbos are winning. If the himbos get the next question right, they win. If the daddies do, it goes to a tiebreaker. And uh, this one was, what is it uh, a number times itself? A, prime number, or B, square number. I knew it was square number. Um, I'm good with math because it's the same in all languages. <laughs> uh, Jimmy uh, says first. He says, well, I couldn't tell who said what first. So Jimmy said prime, and Edwin said Dr. Ed said square, but Jimmy had said it louder and first, so they got it wrong. Um, and the look on Jimmy's face after was pretty great. He's like, ah, oh, right so uh yeah so the himbos win so they get to pick their dates they get to pick their daddies first and uh we'll see how that goes and who ends up picking who i feel like everyone's kind of locked in aaron could be a wild card and i will have to see how they pick so now stormy announces they can pick their dates Keith goes up first and he picks jimmy who he's been rocking with the whole time rico goes up next and rico picks nigel and then he says, like, it's solidified that he was into him after the date with Edwin because, um, you know, he was just like, meh, no feelings. I know who I have feelings for. Um, next up after that, it's Aaron, and here's where it gets good. Aaron takes Kane on a date, which kind of pisses off Sal because Aaron and Sal were together. So he kind of gets like, what the fuck? I thought we had something going on. And obviously picks up Nick because that's Nick's man. So we'll see how this uh, ends up going for him in the end. But... Um, It just goes to show you, anything can get shaken up in just a minute, so never get too comfortable in Dilf Mansion. Next, after that, um, Derek goes and picks Anthony, and I think that they had a pretty good connection, too, from what it seemed on their date. And, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they might surprisingly end up being the strongest couple, if you ask me. Um, I think that Derek and Anthony have a really good shot at winning. May- if I had to call I've had to call. final two right now, Derek and Anthony against Rico and Nigel, maybe? But I don't know. We don't know how many how more twists up there'll be. Daniel goes next, and Daniel picks Dr. Ed, because he thinks he is fine as hell. And we saw that coming. And uh, then last, Nick is left to pick last. Nick can pick between either Sal or Looters. The losing daddy can visit every day a la Phoenix from my season. And Nick picks Sal. So once Nick picks Sal, that means that Looters is, in fact, the odd man out. And he can go and either visit every date or ruin every date, as Stormy says. And this is a really good opportunity to actually go and kind of see everyone's vibe, see if they're really connecting, kind of mess with them a little bit. I mean, Phoenix did it on season one, and it was iconic. It was, the if you watch, go back and watch that episode of season one we're like trying not to like burst out laughing every time he's hitting one of the other uh, other dates it was so good it was so so good but i know how that that feels being left out of um being picked because it happened to me once and it was awkward as hell so uh we'll have to see how this goes and if he can sway anyone's uh decision on their date to maybe pick him over the person they had already picked Looters goes and sits down with uh, Daniel to talk, and uh, it's a little bit awkward, and he's basically saying, like, I don't want to crash all these parties. I feel weird. It feels awkward. I just wanted to, like, vibe with you, and he's probably just feeling really, like, defeated. It feels shitty to not get picked, and I wouldn't, I'd never self-eliminate, which is what he's about to do right now, Um, but, I mean, season one, we had a daddy self-eliminate. Season two, we did as well. Um, but he just doesn't want to do it. He's saying that he watched on, he's like, did y'all watch season one? Did you see what Phoenix went through? And they do a little flashback of season one, which I think is iconic. First of all, when I watched season one, Phoenix was going through everybody. Phoenix will be <laughs> crashing some of your dates. Hey. Oh, shit. oh look, it's <laughs> me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cheers to an open line, huh Cheers to what? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Talk about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no card. ever done a threesome <laughs> and i was just not gonna go through that and look silly i just i refuse so that's what he's saying he's saying he doesn't want to do it and he doesn't want to look silly but i mean that might have been silly but it was fucking iconic also side note they flash back to me in both episodes now famous um but yeah he basically just says he's gonna make the decision real easy and he's gonna self-eliminate and part of me thinks that he wanted daniel to maybe be like no don't Dan- bitch daniel was like all righty. like okay i'll see ya that it was just like all right you want to go you go and i don't know it sucks that he missed out on the rest of the opportunity to experience it because i mean there's going to be more himbos coming in maybe he could have vied with somebody else if he survived elimination but i think that he felt like he was definitely going to get eliminated at the end of the episode. But he doesn't know how the elimination was going to go, how, if it was going to be voting or another competition or whatever. So I don't know. But he self-eliminates. And now we're left wondering, is there still going to be another elimination later? Or does this just negate that? And um, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what Stormantha Daniels has to say. Daddies are all sitting up in the room, hanging out and talking, and there's a little cute little note slipped under the door from Dr. Dill that announces to them that Ludus has, in fact, uh, eliminated himself from the competition. And uh, the daddies are all thinking the same thing. Is there still going to be an elimination or what's going to happen now? But Ludus is officially gone and uh, goes over to the Himbo's room, which, again, why did they get the bigger, nicer room? Uh, Rico asks Aaron uh, why he chose Kane. And... Basically, Aaron says the same thing he's been saying, which is he wants to explore his uh, other options and see if he has a connection. And Nick just is not feeling it, as you can see. Uh, he, he is over it. But the funny thing is, is Nick is on Tony Cannoli's old bed and Aaron is on Tokyo's old bed. So those beds are bad luck. Those bad luck beds. Everyone who sits on those two beds, they fight with each other. Bad luck beds. I don't like it. Aaron goes on further to say that he knows that he has a connection with sal and he wants to go further and see and like a gay jesus and he wants to go further and see and but he wants to uh you know go on this date with kane uh i mean i get it uh that's how he wants to play his game that's his strategy and that's cool wouldn't be mine uh nick is over it nick's like i'm from la i, I can smell bullshit but i don't know if it's bullshit as much as it. it's him being it's him just being honest and being like here's how i'm gonna play the game and i mean hey that's his strategy that's how he wants to do it If it works for him, it works for him. Who knows? Maybe he'll make it all the way to the end because he'll get to have known everybody. And if it comes down to a vote again at the end, like it did on my season, it it is all about having connections and friends on top of the fact that you're trying to meet someone that you're connecting with one-on-one on top of trying to win competition. So, I mean, people don't realize there's like layers to the game to make it to the end too. So this could be a good strategy or it could come back to bite him in the ass. Now, all the daddies and the himbos are gathered down in the living room. I guess I like to call that area. And uh, there's a note down there that Stormy left, and she is pissed. She has left Dilf Mansion, and uh, she tells all the contestants to paint her from memory, which is hilarious. I'm glad I didn't get this challenge. I can't paint. My handwriting looks like a serial killer. <laughs> but she's mad that Ludo's self-eliminated, and you know, it is kind of frustrating to have somebody self eliminate after they've got an opportunity to do something. So I feel her there. So she said, paint me from memory. And the first couple up is uh, Nigel and Rico. And basically straight away, Rico um, is kind of like talking about where you want to live. Uh, Do you have like a dream place? And it's kind of uh, Nigel's like, you know, I want to live wherever the budget is, as long as we have each other. As long as we have love, we come first. And if you were thinking, whoa, I was too. Because, I mean, they've known each other for two days. I don't know if he meant specifically him or just generally with somebody. But, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, alrighty, so it's that serious already. But, again, I mean, look at how I was on the show. (laughs) I was fully in love in 24 hours. But they start chatting and um, Rico basically says that you know that's all good and well but he's a, a bit of like a realist he says and he knows you know not everything can just be you can't just be in love and then everything falls into place and he was in the um foster care system or um or he was adopted or something he was saying and he basically just wants to be better and do better for whoever he's with and for his family and for his future children and stuff and you know I admire that. And I have to say, I love, I could listen to Rico talk all day. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a season of people with great voices. And I think that's what the casting was. They were casting people based on their great voices. And uh, I just think, I think Rico is such a sweetheart. And I, I did get what he was saying here. He's kind of like, you know, it can't just be love. There has to also be like hard work and you can't just move wherever because we love each other. And Yeah, that's true. And they did ask that question on my season. They are like, well, I think it was Phoenix that was like, well, you live on the East Coast, he lives on the West Coast, so what are you doing? And uh, it is kind of valid, just because you're on a TV show with somebody, doesn't mean you're going to move your whole life for them, after knowing them just briefly, but I mean, you never know. You've seen some people on these shows, on these other reality shows that, like, what is The Bachelor about, too? They bring these girls, I'm assuming, right? They're women from all over. They traffic them in to meet this one plain-looking white man, And then do they move for him? Is that part of the package? If you win, you get to go live at his house. What if his house ain't nice? He doesn't live in that mansion. This is not a Bachelor recap podcast, I promise. Next up, it's um, Jimmy and Keese. And Keese straight up the bat was like, have you ever cheated on somebody you were with? And don't lie to me. I'll know. (laughs) I was like, oh, I I was afraid to lie to him. And uh, Jimmy says something that a lot of people can relate to, I think, because I know I can. Uh, He was saying that, well, I can't now, let me, (laughs) before I sound crazy. Um, He was saying, no, that he's never been cheated on, but that he, I mean, he's never cheated, but he has been cheated on. And he doesn't want to do it to anybody because he knows how horrible that feeling is. And he knows that after you've been cheated on not even just cheated on, I think, after you lose trust in somebody, you're suspicious about everything. If they're like, I went to the store to get milk, you're like, oh, really? Prove it. Because like, it is true. Once like trust is gone, it's gone. And that's kind of why I'm somebody who's more into open relationships now, because not necessarily just because I want to be messing around with a bunch of other people, but because it's like, it's almost like you can't hurt me if I don't let you hurt me by letting this be open. That's really sad. <laughs> but It's the truth. It's like, you're going to, I feel like every guy is going to cheat. Every guy, no matter what they say, they say they haven't uh, cheated. They're lying. They're going to cheat. They're going to sneak out and do a little something, something. They're going to do some mouth stuff on the side. Might as well just be open. So it's not a big deal. And so I get him asking, have you cheated? Because Keith is also saying that he was in an on again, off again, long bad relationship with his ex where he cheated and there was another guy involved. And you know, it's that messy stuff right there that makes me be like, let's just be open. Let's just be open so that it doesn't kill me when I find out that you cheated on me, you know? Next date up is Daniel, one of my favorites, and Dr. Ed. And um, right off the bat, Dr. Ed's like, so what'd you think about your man leaving? And Daniel's basically like, he was too possessive and aggressive, really. And he didn't like that. He didn't like wear the PJs, keep asking him to wear the PJs. He was not a fan. And then he asked Dr. Ed if he's possessive and controlling. And then, again, he doesn't lie. (laughs) He says, yeah, he's controlling. It's a toxic trait. We can lie on these TV shows, you know. This isn't court. No one swore on a Bible. You can be like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. He says he's controlling because he's a Taurus. I don't know what that means. Uh, It doesn't matter what stars were around when you were born. You don't have to be a controlling person. I think... But I don't know. I'm a Leo. That's just how I feel. But then he corrects himself and says that he's more assertive. He likes to control, like, the date and where they're going to go and what they're going to do and stuff. So maybe he just, like, misspoke. And uh, then one of my favorite lines happens. Uh, <laughs> and let's take a listen. Control the date night. I like can to try to control the environment. not. I like that. Yeah. Speaking which, doctor, <laughs> PhD, that. Speaking of which, doctor, you PhD, that's <laughs> what's up. Speaking of which, doctor, I live. It's really cute, and I like the two of them together. Um, I also like when the brothers are in uh, in confessional together. It's so funny. It's so cute. And uh, all I want is just more of them on TV all the time. Um... So they're both twins also, by the way, Uh, Dr. Ed and Daniel are both twins. And he wants to say that they want to get to know each other some more. And Daniel is really looking for something more serious, which, you know, I think is good that he's actually there really trying to find love. And he does seem like he is. And he seems like he might be into him. It seems like Dr. Ed might be into him as well. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully another love connection. But I mean, that man is fine. And a doctor. How much money do doctors make, by the way? What's his credit score. That's what I would have asked credit score right off the bat. Will you be able to pay for your own meals when we go out to eat or do I have to support you? <laughs> so funny. So, uh, we go up to our next date and it's Anthony and Derek and, um, love is really important for Anthony to find. And he also talks about how he was in the military and he did that for his daughter and he wanted to give her a better life and everything. And, um, that must've been crazy having to like go into the military because you get to like leave for training or deployment and stuff and not be able to see your kid. That must've sucked. And, um, then production is, uh, if he's ever introduced anyone to, well, actually no first Derek asked if he's introduced anyone to his daughter. And he said once before he had a relationship with somebody else and they actually were engaged, they were going to get married and it didn't end up working out, which sucks. And, um, that was just like a big bomb to drop. And then he says, uh, production asks if they would ever introduce Derek to, um, to his daughter. And he says, no, he's not ready yet. And that you have to earn that, which I appreciate. And I respect because you don't want to just be bringing everybody around to meet your kid and they don't stay in, in, in your life. And, you know, uh, it's just not, not a good thing to do. And it's not a good look. So I respect him for being like, no, you have to earn it. It has to be ready. Like, he's not just going to bring anyone he's dating around. Like you have to be someone established in his life. And um then of course after that very serious conversation Derek says something very serious to him too, which is I don't mind playing stepmommy <laughs> And it's just gold. It is just gold and then they kiss and um he got really excited, Anthony did, and and I I think that if they were alone the kiss would have went into a little bit more because I can tell that they're into each other physically, so but we'll to see where this one goes, but I have a good feeling about them. To, anything the twins do. Just give it to the twins. Let the both of them make it to the end. And then give them a spin-off. I want a double shot at love with the twins. And for the next date, we've got Sal and Nick. And remember that they originally weren't together. Sal was with Aaron, and Nick was with Kane. But then when in the mix-up, Aaron ended up picking um, Kane. So now Sal and Nick are forced to be on this date together. Sal said that he was caught off guard when he was picked and Nick was thrown off as well, because they didn't understand. And here's the real gag. They can all hear each other, right? So you're watching this on TV and you're thinking like, this is all like soundproofed around them, but like every other couple can hear what every couple is saying when it's their turn to do their scene. So like they're sitting there like saying all that and Aaron and Kane are right across from Sal and Nick. So like you can hear them talking and, um, Nick was saying how he's not into Sal. He's more into Kane, and which is, you know, what they, they thought all along. And Sal was like, I don't chase people. So now Sal's not really into Nick. Sal was into Aaron. But now he doesn't want to chase him. And since he picked somebody else, he's kind of, like, over it. So I don't know where this is going to go. Because I'm assuming Nick and Kane are going to get back together. And Aaron and Sal won't be able to. Because I feel like Sal feels, like, shafted by it. So... I mean, it kind of leaves them open to whoever's coming into the house next, which could really shake things up in the long run, I think. Because um, if they bring in another new himbo, Sal's going to go for that person right away and Aaron's going to be left to the odd man out and vice versa. So I wonder what's going to end up happening with that. But as you can see, they can hear each other talk from across the way. So then the next date up is uh, Aaron and Kane. And uh, Kane basically says as nicely as possible, like, "It's really shitty that you picked me. Knowing that like that's not what we any of us wanted except for you. The other three people involved in this all got hurt. Um, so Kane says he felt bad when Aaron picked him, knowing that he wanted Nick. And Aaron goes into his confessional and basically says that he feels really bad for Kane, because he thinks that in real life, outside of the show, that Nick would never even give Kane the time of day. And that's a really shitty thing to say if it's true, if it's not true. But like, basically it's saying like, he's just lying and he's making this up and he doesn't really like you. But uh, again, Aaron's basically like, how do we know if we, none of us like each other, if we don't go around because they haven't been mixed up. They haven't been forced to talk to each other. They picked who they picked blindfolded in the beginning. And now everyone wants to stick with who they were with. Um, So I get what he's saying, but I also get the other point of view, which is like, no, I like this. Why why risk fucking it up like this and ending up in this situation but basically Kane uh just friend zones Aaron and is like look we're great friends I'd love to chat with you and stuff like that but like on like a romantic level absolutely not so that's how that ended so it ended up kind of ruining the date for Nick and Sal and also for Aaron and Kane because they you know because he had picked a different person but I I do get what he's saying try other things but again not my strategy not my strategy so now we're all on the rooftop everyone has their paintings stormy is pissed off she comes walking in and she has had it she basically is like does anybody else want to give up and go home because just go ahead and do it now so everyone kind of just sits there and they're like i'm not gonna say anything and I get what she's saying because it's like, you know, a lot of people apply for shit like this and it's hard to get on television. Trust me. (laughs) I tried for a long time. And she's basically like, if you don't want to be here, just leave. Don't waste everyone's time here. If you're not here for the right reasons, then you can get going. And she starts telling a story about how she, if she left, she would have been quitting and giving up. And she doesn't want to give up because people have given up on her before. And I get that. I get that so deeply because that's something that I say. It's like I don't ever want—I don't ever want to give up on somebody because I wouldn't want somebody to give up on me. So it's kind of like a downfall for me in relationships too. Why am I again getting emotional? It's my own show, second time. Stop crying all the time, pussy. So I get what she's saying because I wouldn't want anyone to give up on me, and it's kind of toxic because I'll stay in a relationship with somebody or in a friendship or something because. I don't want to just leave them and give up because I would want someone to do the same thing for me. But you do have to realize when something's not a good environment for you, which is maybe why Looters left, but then Stormy goes on to say how she met her husband Barrett 19 years ago uh, playing in some dive bar somewhere and she did give up on him and she wishes that she hadn't, but he never gave up on her and she says she wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him not giving up on her. And uh, then they have a cute moment where he runs out and gives her a hug. And I love Barrett. I love Stormy. I, they're the cutest couple ever. And I love that they got to share this moment for everyone to see uh, here and show their love and explain why this show actually means a lot to her. People think that Stormy being the host of the show is just like, oh, it's Stormy Daniels. But, like, she is also queer. She's bisexual. She is somebody who loves find helping people find love. She loves love. And I think a lot of people don't know that. So, she was being very sincere with what she was saying here. And I thought that it was very cute and I loved watching it. And I hope that everybody got to see that different side of stormy and be like, "Ah, cause she's great. Seriously. And uh, then she announces that there is not going to be an elimination because looter self eliminated himself. So everyone breathes a sigh of relief. And I know that feeling that's <laughs> being like, oh, I'm safe for another day. But that wraps up the episode. And this episode was crazy. It went from self-eliminations to people crying to storming out, storming back in, stormy Daniels, lots of stormies. And uh, I think that it was just a really cool episode. And I can't wait to see what ends up happening when they bring in another daddy or a himbo or both maybe next week. Because what with the shakeup of Aaron picking somebody else, I feel like, you know, Nick and Kane are going to get back together. Sal's going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, dude, like you pick someone else over me. So... I feel like that might shake some things up depending on how they get to pick their dates or whatever, but I'm excited to watch. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Let me know if you like this new format. Um, I'm all open to suggestions. I'm open to uh, anything that you have to say. Uh, I'm trying a couple things. I'm learning this on my own. So if you like the new format with some little clips in it and stuff like that, let me know. Otherwise, I can go back to the way I was doing it before or uh, I could do it with my shirt off. Thanks so much for watching, and I hope you tune in again. This has been Up All Night, and I am your host, Bobby Knight. You can find me on Instagram at Bobby underscore underscore Knight. Uh, Twitter is, or X, whatever it's called, Bobby Knight, triple X, but I got no clothes on over there. Uh, All the links will be below to follow me on socials. And please make sure that you take this chance to follow Up All Night Pod on Instagram. It would mean a lot. And uh, at Up All Night on YouTube. Thank you so much. Good night. Goodbye.